2 gate. This is episode 141. We're talking Stargate SG1. The Dead of the Gate team is here. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Matty. Yo. <laughs> so do it, do doing it. it. Do it and I'll go, hello. Brendan. Hello. <laughs> That's exactly how he says it. <laughs> and Reese. G'day, guys. It's just like having him here in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, Brendan is not able to be with us, but uh, you probably won't even listen to this. (laughs) We'll just throw in the occasional, um, oh, behave. It'll it'll feel like he's here. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you had AIDS, Reese? There we go. Now it feels like he's here. Uh, There we go. If you are joining us for the first time, Maddie, Brendan, and I, long-term Stargate SG1 fans, Reese is a first-time watcher each and every week, watching an episode for the first time. We're re-watching it and getting a bit of a mix of an old-school fan, new fan. So let's get into the show. We're going to uh, see what the synopsis says about this episode and throw it over to Reese, our first-timer, and see what he thought. The Sakaran Warwick, whom SG1 rescued on a previous mission, proposes to share his planet's technology with Earth in exchange for Carter helping him win a space race. Carter eagerly agrees and co-pilots the craft through a perilous obstacle course, only to discover that the race isn't without risks and could be more than she bargained for. This one's uh, written by uh, Damien... Kindler oh. and <laughs> directed by Andy Makita. Reese, Space Race. We well, get our old mates uh, Warwick Sakaran, who I wrote, who dat, who dat, when he first popped up on screen, because I'd forgotten all about this bloke. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do you think of this? Uh, well, before we get into that, I was just looking at the cover of that DVD case you've got there. I mean, obviously, Richard Dean Anderson's getting on a bit, isn't he? But at the same time, um, Carter with that haircut looks like a school principal, don't you think? <laughs> Just a, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> like a fun, a fun school principal, but also you, one you don't really want to piss off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. School principal on her way to being. Can I speak to the manager? <laughs> yeah, like you put a but, you put a pair of spectacles on her. Yeah. She is mean. Oh yeah, yeah. she's giving you addresses at a, <laughs> a school assembly. <laughs> she's wearing those little half moon glasses with a chain. Mm, yeah, neck mm, chain. looks over the top of them. Yeah. Doesn't actually need them, but they make it look scarier. Ooh, all of a yeah. sudden, she's a little bit more attractive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. A naughty librarian going on. Yeah, got a bit of an authority, sort of uh, kinky nature, yes. Mm. But yes, Captain Warwick. Um, yeah, when he first came up, I mean, he correct me if I'm wrong, he looks completely different, right? Yeah. Uh, different actor and different makeup. Yeah. So. I was going to say, it looks a lot more um, animated. Yeah. The 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 the, uh, the costume or the makeup. Mm. But um, you know what? I actually... I've I mean, I didn't like how they got into it. Like, oh, hey, come and join me in a space race. But the whole, I thought the whole episode was pretty fun, to be honest. Right? It's yeah. just one of those lighthearted, bit of fun, yeah. super goofy. Yeah. And different too. Like, we've never really done something like this before. Like a sport. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Everything's been so serious. We need this technology. Yeah. We need to get that mer- that merchandise or yeah. bloody that material. Sort out a problem for us. Yeah. yeah. This is like taking like fun episodes like Ergo and the other guys and then just like amping it up. Mm. You yeah. Know, and just having that fun. But tying into like a fairly kind of serious episode from last season with the Cerberus and, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. I, can't, I, I mean, I can't help but think that they just had to wedge... Uh, sort of wedge bloody um, O'Neill and and Daniel in there, and and have that second uh, storyline yeah, just to put them in, in there, which I thought was it could have done without it and just yeah. had the you know have the the excitement of the race. Yeah, well, much like last week where like you know they kind of wrote out Jack and and Sam. Yeah. Um, it's almost like this could have been happening at the same time, and they actually do that next season. They have two episodes taking place concurrently. Where half the team's on one episode, half the team's on another episode. Right. So I was like, I feel like they could have done the same thing here. It's like 
Sam couldn't help out during Enemy Mine because she's off doing the space race. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then you wouldn't have needed to write Daniel and Jack into this because Daniel could, uh, Jack could have still been healing up and Daniel and Tilk could have been um, uh, yeah. on with the Unas. I guess these episodes could be interchangeable, but right? So they they probably just chucked them in. Yeah. Or in a roundabouts. Is, this is still back in the early 2000s where everything needs to be heavily syndicated where, you, where you know, they can just replay an episode out, out yeah. of order mm. yeah. and you can watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. But I tried to watch Game of Thrones like that, and boy, I got oh, lost. That doesn't work. <laughs> so um, I alluded to it last week. So we were talking about um, different actors playing Shakar and, and Iron Shirt and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is a little bit confusing. So bear with me. So hang on. So before, we, so just to make this clear, that that Captain Warwick, he was from last season, right? That Forsaken, yeah, where Forsaken. where that their ship got caught in a in a what is it, asteroid. Belt or asteroid. Yeah, it was crashed on the planet, and there was that Aiden Corso guy. And there was the the alien-looking dudes and the humans yeah. that were the prisoners that acted yeah. like they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is the alien-looking dude. Okay. So back last season in Forsaken, again, like last week, that was a character played by Dion Johnstone, the, right, the black yeah. guy who was who you'd recognise from the fifth, uh, the fifth man, hmm. um, and back in um, Rules of Engagement. So again, he was still doing theatre. So, mm. so this time though, they get. Do you know what theatre he was doing? Just out of interest. Oh, I do, but I didn't write it. I heard it, but I didn't write it down. It's I'm on IMDb it while you're talking. Do they put theatre on IMDb? Yeah, I guess yeah, not. Do. It's a movie database. Wonder, wonder isn't if, it? Yeah, wonder if there's like an <laughs> ITDB, internet theatre <laughs> yeah. database. Don't if not, say it too loudly. We could be making millions of trademarks it yet. I mean, we're we're already contributing to you know conversion.com being yeah. just you know <laughs> gangbusters. They tweeted us the other week. So, yeah, I do appreciate someone writing to us on Twitter going. I actually can't find conversion.com. <laughs> and then we're like, what? And Brendan's what? like, Brendan's like, great people. Yeah. yeah. And then and then conversion.com liked his comment. It was brilliant. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there an actual conversion.com? There's a conversion.com. Oh, is it a religious website? I don't know. I didn't I didn't look into it. I just saw that they'd liked a comment that Brendan did of, of saying they're great people. I didn't Man, see I, that. I mean, they haven't started sponsoring them in the show. Yeah, because the the person who tweeted us, I think it's in the mailbag. We might even get to it this episode. Jesus, um, <laughs> said, That's yeah, hilarious. I, I couldn't find at conversion.com's website or something. <laughs> so. Oh, no, and then Brendan was like, oh, can, did you try at conversion.com.au? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that might be it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, funny. so bear with me now. This is going to get a little bit confusing. So Warwick, who was in Forsaken last season, played by Dion Johnstone, is in this episode played by Alex Zahara, who played Iron Shirt last week, the big, the big um, Unas. Wow, right. Yeah. right, so that's him. I know he didn't speak English last week; he was just purely Unas dialect. But he seemed like such a gruff, yeah, tough bloke. And then Warwick in this is so friendly, yeah. so well spoken. Well, he's um, he's the he's the hippie from 1969. Oh, that's same oh. guy, same guy doing all these roles. Wow, he was also um from Metamorphosis with the 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 mutated yeah. guys of Neetis. He was the bald one that looked into Neetis' mind and went. <gasps> Right. And figured out, and then the other guy, and then Dion Johnstone was the one that snapped That was a, that was a gasp, Matty. <gasps> Throw back to last week. So, so that's Alex Zahara playing a Dion Johnstone role. Now, his brother in this, Eamon, who is a new character, mm. is played by Patrick Curry, who is fifth the replicator mm. and played Shaka in last week's episode. Wow. Right. So the both actors are in both these episodes back to back, but last week. Patrick Curry was filling in for Dion Johnstone. Yeah. And this week, Alex Zahara is the one filling in for a Dion Johnstone character. That's very cool. Yeah. I don't know. We, we sort of 
we didn't hammer him, but we just said Dion Johnstone. No, he is Chaka. He sort of obviously understood yeah. his mannerisms and the way that he He's carried an, himself. Yeah, an amazing prosthetics actor. Yeah, so when Curry comes along, it's like, ah, oh, that episode and that performance would have been maybe a little bit more convincing in what the story needed if it was Dion Johnstone. Whereas now I appreciate him a lot more when you see the difference in him as Chaka mm. and as Eamon. yeah. Because Eamon come across as like a bit, you know, he was he was the brother that didn't support 100 percent what his brother was doing. He was, wow, that's he, really was cool. he was basically Niles from Fraser in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I find interesting is it's like Fifth, we'll call him Fifth because that's easier than, than his actual name. He played a Dion Johnstone character last week, but he doesn't play a Dion Johnstone character this week. They mm. flip it. Mm. So I find that quite interesting. And I think they may have broken Alex Sahara because this is his last episode of Stargate. <laughs> So this, he's done so many. He did, you know, Spirits of Zales, and did, he's done five or six. But I think maybe doing the back-to-back episodes in in those heavy prosthetics. Yeah, it's he's a just like, weeks. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. All I'm that overtime enough. with the hours put in, <laughs> sitting in the makeup chair. He's yeah. like, if you're I not can gonna, retire now. You're not going to give me a regular bloody role. I'm out. You're not going to Jonas me. <laughs> so when this started... And, you know, they're like, we're going on a space race. And I'm like, oh, what's another space race kind of thing? Then I, oh, we're going to do a Kessel Run here. Yeah. Start with, then, like, you get into it. You're like, this is Kessel Run by way of the Hunger Games, but yeah. a less violent yeah. version. Well, like, and uh, I'll take it that's one for this, but uh, there's an episode from... You're two- goddamn right you will. <laughs> <laughs> there's an episode, uh, it aired in 2001 of uh, Voyager in their seventh season called Drive. And it's the same plot, basically. It's like two of our people are out testing a shuttle and they run into this chick. Is like, hey, would you like to take part in this um, interstellar race we do? Mm. Down to the point where even at the start of this race, where they're all kind of behind that force field starting line, mm. that's in that's in the Star Trek episode. Yeah. And then there's like different segments of the race where there's asteroid fields and there's a giant sun and all that kind of stuff. So it's, wow. it's very, very close. I <laughs> I mean, I kind of led you down that track by bringing up Star Wars, and we don't have a, we don't have a quick one for that yet. Um, it's the Goblet of Fire, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> anyway, we all tick one off. There we go. <laughs> I, I found myself thinking about Brennan when they first went to the Sakaran, I guess, main city. Mm. And it was this wide shot, and we saw like all these shuttles and ships and stuff flying in. And, but I'm just looking at this, and I'm like, oh, God, this is what Brennan talks about when he goes, the CGI was so bad. I almost threw up <laughs> because, like, it was just so. I didn't mind it. I don't like. I think afterwards, I was like, okay, now I appreciate. It. I just think it was just so jarring because you went from real people talking in real sets to just it cut to that, and I'm like, oh, if it's gonna look like that, and you're gonna hold on to it for so long, do you have to bother doing it? Or put Carter in a ship, and maybe she's looking at it outside a window, and then it just kind of masks that you couldn't yeah. quite. Mm. Nail it! I don't know. Like I just, but I just had Brendan playing in my head, going, "I yeah. almost threw up," <laughs> and I appreciate that quote. So well, apparently, one of the shots that you see of the planet, like, I think it's when the race is about to start. I I can't. I, I'm not sure if this is the case, but a lot of people are saying it's actually just Earth turned upside down. Mm. They reckon if you look really closely at like the the water versus the land down unders up above. Yeah, it's they jump down. I think they're showing like the Indian Peninsula or something like that in the shot. And they've kind of just magnified it and, yeah. and flipped it upside down, and that's how that's how they got the planet. Yeah, nice. cool. I couldn't I couldn't tell. I'm terrible at geography, so. <laughs> I do remember Brendan saying back in uh, Forsaken last season. He reckons that these uh, Serakins aren't as advanced as us, but mate, they got flying trains. So (laughs) they're having having space races. What do you got to say about that, Brendan? Yeah, I didn't think so. (laughs) (laughs) If you got a problem, speak up. 
Oh, he probably won't even listen anyway. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's half the fun, isn't it? We... Absolutely. I thought you'd appreciate Reese as much love as we kind of collectively, you know, gave Daniel last week. That it starts off, and you know, it's going to be a Carter episode this time, you know, mm. and and then they come along, Warwick. Again, such a <laughs> crazy human name to give this. What's your yeah. Warwick? <laughs> Warwick. Warwick. Yeah. Uh, that's a dwarf's name. So Warwick comes along in his very human name and asks Carter for help and she's like, yeah, I'm bang up for this. And Hammond's like, you sure? She's like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. And like Daniel's just looking a little bit funny and then Carter's in like packing her stuff. She's getting ready. She's all excited. He comes in. He's like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I oh, know. How good, right? And he's like, mm. no. She's like, what? And he goes, nothing. Except this is, this doesn't seem like a good idea, does it? She goes, yeah, it totally does. Why? No reason except that they're not asking me for help. And that yeah. just feels wrong. <laughs> like, fuck off, Daniel. I don't know if you should do this. Daniel, you lived off world for a year and got married, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Let me go off world for two days and go for a space race. I'm going to service this bike's engine, all right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'll be back in the, by the weekend. Wasn't it funny that Warwick was pretty much like, uh, Carter's like, yeah, I'll be your, your bloody co-pilot. And he's he's like, uh, pr- pretty much I just want your generator. <laughs> yeah, can you just yeah. give me I don't actually want and... you to come back to my world. <laughs> no. I just know that you won't give me the generator yeah. if I don't invite you back there. You're actually super primitive yeah. and don't know anything about <laughs> his, like, his, entire, space flight. his entire pitch was such BS. And then he very quickly had to turn it around. And oh, mixed language. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what room we were in. <laughs> He's like, yeah, so my government, uh, totally cool because of everything last year and stuff. Yeah. Um, you come along, we're going to give you tech. If you just give us a little bit of your tech, it's not going to be a big deal. Um, and we've got a, a, a race that, yeah, you can help me win. Oh, okay, so I will so I can be co-poet. Mm, I know I said that, yeah, but I actually just want your technology. Um, <laughs> and we'll it. give you yours. Oh, so your government are okay with that. It's fu- it's actually funny. They're not not okay with it, but the thing is, um, you're allowed to you're allowed to come to my planet and help me. And if you just happen to like copy and paste everything you see while you're there, no one will find out about it. So it's kind of like them giving we, it to you. Right? We don't have customs, so you can just go home whenever you like. Man, you take take all the f-ing fruit and veggies you want. Samantha. I mean, there's literally no security. Anyone that we know can come into our ship and. F- it up. You will find out. Like there'll be bombs all over the place. <laughs> you won't even know about it until your mid race. It's amazing. There's a bit of peril that they put in that I didn't really get. Mm. Was when they go, oh, uh, when his brother was it his brother he says, oh, you know, Warwick's uh, ex missus. Um, she got remarried and had kids, and he'll do anything to win the race. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh shit, that's that's hectic. And then all of a sudden, he's going out and saving other pilots. And like, oh, we've got we've got your brother and one of the Earthlings here. Uh, you better stop the race. And then he goes, okay, I'll just stop. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a guy who will wants to win at every at any cost. Yeah. Like, <laughs> seems like he keeps finding reasons to give up the race. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, and you were still pretty close to them, even though you stopped for 20 minutes to fix your bloody ship. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. We, we didn't find out that he was married and forsaken, did we? Was that a was yeah? Because uh, I had the photo. Yeah, of the oh, the photo, photo. Of course. And he, sorry. Because yeah. he's got a human wife. Yeah. Or a Sarakan wife, I guess. Sarakan or Hybridian. Probably a Hebridian. I am. I, I, yeah, I'm straight up human. Human. <laughs> well, no, no, aren't they called? Aren't they from Hebridan? 
Sure, mate. <laughs> that uh, that won't be in has Reese been yeah. paying attention? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I'll have to flick back to last season. To check it out. <laughs> but just, I just, yeah, I found it again. I nearly forgot that he even existed. This, but maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't watch much of the end of Forsaken, and I forgot about the whole marriage thing. But the fact they even brought I, that could have you could have almost got away with not mentioning that, like. I feel like this yeah. could have been a story that his wife's just at home looking after the kids or something or yeah. whatever. They're away on a holiday and he's in a space race. I don't know because it just seemed weird. It's like, yeah, so he was away for he was away for so long. I'm like, yeah. how long was he away for? It wasn't three years? I think. Three, yeah, okay. So three yeah. years is long, but it's like, yeah, his wife. Uh, but she got married and had kids in three <laughs> yeah, years, right? Didn't mourn his death at all. Nah. Like kids, uh, that's plural. <laughs> three years. That's like. Two kids if you have them oh. if you have them nine months apart. Just her biological clock was just ticking away. Bloody you know? hell! Maybe she was maybe she was like, oh, what if she was cheating on him while he was away, like before, like say for example, like that trip was supposed to oh. be was supposed to be like a, a six month trip or whatever, and she's banging someone else while he's away, <laughs> and then I she mean, gets knocked up, so she th- so he thinks it, that kid was going to be his anyway, but it turns out it's had a different father. And not only that, it wasn't an asteroid that hit the ship that made him crash. She hired oh, Aris Bock to go in boom. and make it crash. How much do you oh. want Aris Bock to come back, mate? Yeah, I love Aris Oh, we, that's what we need. Stargate Origins, well, Aris Bok. He's the only bounty hunter we've ever met. So if there's any, if there's a gun for hire job, he's it. Uh... <laughs> like, the only dialogue we get is that she thought her husband had died tragically and she moved on with her life. And all of a sudden we've given her this horrible <laughs> story. She's a cheating murderous whore. <laughs> <laughs> she went and hired some bounty hunter. She didn't know he existed. To kill her bloke um, so they didn't find out that she was fucking sleeping around. Uh, Aris Bok isn't even doing it for the money anymore. He just needs serotonin. <laughs> serotonin. <laughs> Tritonin. <laughs> I mean, he probably well, needs we serotonin we as well. Know. It's been a while since we got up Maybe. <laughs> you might have, look, he's had a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> he lost his cargo ship. Oh, far out. <laughs> But yeah, that's all we knew of his wife in the last episode was that little photo that was it at the end or something. Yeah, that or half Peter DeLuise's wife or something. Oh no, like Annie McKeita's wife Annie or something. McKeita, whoever whoever the director wives. was. Yeah, like O'Neill like found it in the dirt and thought it was um, thought it was like Aiden Corso's missus or something yeah. like that. But then you find out that yeah, it's um, Warwick's. Warwick's. I was worried at this. I was worried about this episode when we got into like. It's almost like the big, you know, um, garage or something, and all the ships are around. They're making their last preparations, and like cliche bad guy, who you think is going to be the bad guy, like the foil, uh, you know, oh, he Jarlath, uh, he comes yeah. out, like he comes out of nowhere. Like they're there talking, and he comes from like a corner of the room. It's like, how long have you been standing there? He's like, Warwick. I can't wait to beat you in yeah. the race today. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, like you and know, get the prize. You know that's the like, only dude. job he ever gets. Yeah. It's just that that character. Like, like that's settle just down, constantly mate. Constantly what he plays. Tone it back a second, and then I know we'd been introduced <laughs> to them before, but then with just the repeated viewings with the in space race commentators on I'm like I get the in jokes like oh, Carl they Baron. Keep, oh. They keep throwing back. <laughs> did to like, Carl Baron? Did dude, you? his name was was Coil Boron. Oh, Coil Boron. <laughs> the two-time winner that, that he had next to him co-commentating. Brilliant. I was like, ah, that's Carl Baron. I have to say, I think that is the the most polarizing thing about this episode is people either love or hate those commentary things. Yeah. I f***ing love Of them. course you f- 
They yeah. are my favourite part. <laughs> of course you do. They are so... Your favourite part? Of this episode. Oh, Jesus. Because they are so <laughs> cheesy and ridiculous. Yeah, Maddie loves a clip show. I think that's why, sh- I think that's so why you stop top. it. That's why you stop it too. Yeah. In a row, or great comedy when you see a stand-up, do three, do two quick, and mm. then pay it off with a third one at the end. Because super funny uh, one. Rather than seven, where it's like, oh, yeah. and if you no, would no, like no. this, blah blah blah, no, go sell this. For and... me, it's the ads. It's the yeah. ads at the end. They only do three of those, so that's the perfect part. Oh, for geez, me. it felt like. A but lot just, more. Well, I got to play this one because it's my favorite. At this stage of the race, it's all about the shields. Does your ship have what it takes to survive that kind of super intense heat? And if it doesn't. You'd be instantly vaporized. Interesting. In a horrifying sense. <laughs> if you have a loved one who's close to death, don't delay. Contact TechCon Group Funeral Services today and make your loved one's farewell memorable beyond words. TechCon Group Funeral Services, helping you make peace with death. I <laughs> no, love that. That one works for me because it didn't feel like Carl Barron was... <laughs> purely setting up for the, that guy to yeah, play Yeah, some out. of them did go a little bit long like, with the actual commentary of the... And if you don't, he goes, oh, you'll be incinerated because he's, he's been there, he's experienced it. Yeah. And he's like, fascinating. In a horrifying way. Yeah. And then it's... Anyway, loved ones... It Your whole family's dead. He, yeah, just, he had yeah. to find a segue and he couldn't, so he just read That's the That's why Maddie loves it. Maddie's a segue king. They're just, <laughs> they're just genius. It, it is just... It kind of reminds me a little bit of Firefly because in Firefly, it's like... The, the universe is taken over by like a corporation where it's like the Chinese government and Coca-Cola join forces and take over the universe. <laughs> oh, why'd you say Chinese? Why were they the first ones you went for? Because they, because if you've seen the show, they all speak Jesus, Chinese. Jesus, what about America? Oh, uh, do they? Yes. Jeez, not all and Asians speak Chinese, that's Maddie. That's the premise of the show, man. No, you need to watch Firefly. Look, I don't, I don't really what... want, mate, I don't really want to watch a racist show. <laughs> it's also that's because, what it's, it's, it's just Wing, what else do you expect? It's also because they're communist. It's a communist society. Oh, Jesus, Maddie. We all know they're communists. They love Whoa. being communists. Not mean Reese, mate. I'll see you next Jesus. week. Oh, man. It's like if, yeah, like Coca-Cola and Disney, which we're headed in that oh, direction. Yeah, no. Like this is going to, that, that TV show is basically 2019, you know, commentary for any kind of sporting event, whether it be football or motor racing or anything like that. They just weave in all those credits. Hell, the, the breakfast show that Mitch does, sometimes there's just a credit just weaved in there oh, yeah. to You'll pay the bills break. that mm. makes no sense. I mean, these obviously are, you know, to the nth degree, but it's like, that's, I think for 2003... They're trying to tie it in like we do our Patreon right? at the end of the episode. <laughs> well, this, this, You're have, right, actually. <laughs> have, a, have a listen to this one. Why am I judging? <laughs> we just said how much we hate it, and Maddie's making us listen to them all oh, again. <laughs> all right, then. We'll be right back with post-race interviews after a word from our sponsor, Corso's Temporal Eatery, where your whole family can eat what they want, when they want. Part of the TechCon Group family restaurant. <laughs> just... Just the space, part of the tech crowd. Because everything is owned by TechCon. Like yeah. everything on the entire planet is owned by TechCon. So it's, everything's the TechCon group. So I love that it's an eatery and then just a space, part of the TechCon group. Mm. You'd be doing that with traffic as well, Reese. There'd be certain ads like credits you've got to read when you're doing traffic where it's just like... Yeah, look, uh, we've got 30 seconds to get uh, a traffic read yeah. and an ad out. Yeah. And they don't care what you say in the traffic as long as you get that fucking ad right. As long as you get the <laughs> air train. Woo, woo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I oh. don't care if you if your traffic's up to date. I yeah. I do traffic that's five hours old. Pretty I don't much. give a shit as long as <laughs> yeah. you as long as you get the next credit out in in order of what it's supposed to be. Get that good money Go coming in. Bills. Props to you but, for getting the, the what manages to the air train because that is one that's it's it's a Perler and Brisbane air train. Woo woo! Yeah. And you do it great because some of the people that you work as air train, 
Yeah, I get in trouble from everyone else in the office because I'm too loud. I'm like, you've got to get into it, guys. That's right, because yeah. you, yeah, you'd be bleeding off into, yeah. into their report. I don't care because my Who report sounds shit? great. That's it. Their report, they're talking about some insurance thing and you just hear me in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you hear a little uh, a little Easter egg in that um, that eatery ad that we just played? I wasn't listening because no, I, I hate this. No, I didn't think this. so. <laughs> it, was, it was Corso's Temporal Eatery. Well, the bad guy from last season, uh, well, I can't remember the name of the episode. Ah, Forsaken. 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 The bad guy from Aiden Forsaken Corso. was Aiden Corso. So it could be like his brother or his sister, whatever. It's their eating. Oh, the character? Yeah, because that right. character was Aiden Corso. Right. He's obviously in prison now or whatever, but someone with the same last name as him the owns thing. a temporal eatery. Or is it... Aiden Corso gets out of prison in like five years time and then travels back in time and now he's running a temporal eatery, guys. Probably not. But maybe it's run by prisoners. Oh, yes. there's a thought. Yep. What does temporal mean? Boom. Time. Because you can eat what you want when you want. So it's like, oh, if you want to eat something that only existed 20 years ago. If you want to go eat what, uh, what's his name? William from um, Braveheart? What's his name? William. William Wallace. William Wallace. <laughs> if you want to go and eat food with William Wallace, eat what he ate, you can go to the Temple Eatery and eat a, you know, 7th century Scottish haggis. Stew. <laughs> Stew. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want to, but... No, I don't I don't know why that was your example. That's what I was, I was, I was trying to bridge the gap with you, you know. <laughs> you went for Braveheart. It was, I went it for was your, your favourite fucking movie and it still didn't get you. I was trying to build a bridge and here I am st- standing yeah. with the fire on a stick going, yeah. I'll fucking burn it, mate. Yeah, you're there with your blue fucking face, but with your horse trotting over the bridge, destroying it. Freedom! Yeah. <laughs> but no, I just I just love those ads so much. They just they're my favourite part. Yeah, William Wallace. Because I'm someone who hates you know me, of of the four of us in the room, I'm the Anything one Anything good? That, well no, I hate Let sport. Let me finish your sentence. Sorry. I hate I hate sport. I don't watch any sport at all. Did you watch the Hunger Games? Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah, the Hunger Games are fun. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> my favourite was was it I think the second one was my favourite film. But the dude yeah, with the fucking trident, the dude with it, we're seeing the second one. Yeah, the, that dude uh, with the, I, I want that trident. That was yeah. a badass trident. I want that. Yeah, just so, in case you need to kill kids with it. Oh, I'll just go, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously, it's always, it's always it's nice a, to be prepared. Think trident's for kill three kids at the same time. I've got a big like weapons replica collection. I've got like <laughs> you say basement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a dungeon. I've, I've got, got a, like I've got a well. I've, I've got, got like Perseus' sword from Clash of the Titans, and I've got um Leonardo. Oh, I've got Donatello's bow staff and Raphael's sigh, and I've got Electra's sigh from that t- terrible Jennifer Garner movie. But they kick ass. Your Catwoman's whip. Oh no, that's uh, that's under the bed, of course. Yeah, that's elsewhere. That's with the fluffy um, tassels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the booby tassels. I can do just the one the booby or the two. I meant tassels on the end of the whip, but oh, hey, booby okay. tassels way yeah, better. No, I was, yeah, I was, I was going booby tassels with a whip on the end. Full bondage. I was going full bondage. <laughs> Did anyone else notice the slight phallicness of the Cerberus when they go to pick up Jarlath and like that airlock thing descends underneath? Wasn't that a perfect shot? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, man, you are traveling forward, and that just pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. That's a that's a good pilot. Why aren't you winning? Kind of reminds me of like, <laughs> kind of reminds me of like high school health class when you see that movie of like, you know, elephants mating, and the elephant's like giant penis just rolls out, like literally rolls out like oh. a fireman's hose. Or when a, a horse mounts the other one, and there's yeah. three farmers around watching, and one of them grabs his dick and puts it in the <laughs> yeah, horse. Yeah, it's like a two foot yeah. dick. Yeah, 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 tiny. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. 
But yeah, it just look it looked like the Cerberus was getting a hard on is what I was what I was getting at. It was very Oh right oh Brendan. It was very <laughs> I'm just trying I'm trying to fill a hole, pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah, that, I thought that was pretty funny when when they opened that manhole and then and then they're like, Oh yeah, come on up and he's like, No, I'm not getting on there. No. Warwick's like, All right, let's go. <laughs> Carter's like, Oh hey, hurry up and he's like, ah, all right. <laughs> yeah, the only like I know that he was not gonna be the bad guy. I just I didn't know whether the the villain of the episode was gonna be the peril of the race, you know, and, and the yeah. elements and all that sort of thing. But when Jarlath Jarlath shows up and it's like, okay, well, you're gonna be the foil, you're gonna be the dick yeah. of the episode. But then as it goes on, like we said before, the unnecessary side plot. Yeah. Uh, or side story featuring O'Neill and Jackson just mm. to give them something to do. When they finally work out what's going on and they go into that room. And then the bad guy comes in, that, yeah. like the guy yeah. with, the, with guy. the red beard or whatever. He comes yeah. in, and I'm like, it's like <gasps> the music swells up, and it's like, yes, that's right. Yeah. The bad guy is racism. S- someone that you <laughs> saw before for three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Aha, the twist ending. And he's a racist. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you hate him extra because he's cheating and he's a racist. Yeah. I, I like though, yeah, because you're like, oh yeah, we don't. They, they're coming in stealing all of our jobs, and yeah. you know we're never in positions of power. It's like, Ooh, yeah, it's, this li- is- it's literally the only time in like what 140 episodes or mm. whatever that we've seen any kind of like interracial, interspecies, you know, breeding or whatever. And it's like racism. Mm, it's like yeah. this beautiful like society that just is like idyllic working society where these two cultures have come together. And they're like, racism, build a wall, <laughs> make Hebridan great again. <laughs> I like Surprised that. that guy wasn't president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should have had no problems getting to the top. <laughs> I do like that when his boss came in and was like, you, the only reason you're not giving a promotion is because you suck. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. It's because I'm shit at my job, isn't it? Yeah, because you're a dick. <laughs> and you're, you're corrupt. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like <laughs> how, many, prove it, but thanks. how many people like like you want to say that to at least one of your co-workers once a week. Yeah. You just want to unload like Eamon did. Yeah, I, I thought that, yeah, there was, it was enough peril that the guy that was winning the race was cheating. I didn't think they needed to have yeah, they a led separate, into that, didn't they? Yeah, a separate sort of side thing that was oh he was cheating with this guy like yeah he could have just had an extra i don't know knack with a generator or something on his, <laughs> on his ship. yeah because we hadn't we hadn't met him before either we'd seen him on like the the sports commentary on yeah, this guy's the, the favorite yeah Mir- so at something? the end it's like this guy we haven't met is helping this guy that you haven't met also cheat it's like yeah. why do i care yeah i don't care I care about them. Like the fact the second, what was it? The second obstacle was like weaving in and around a bunch of stuff around the sun. And I'm like, this, okay, if this is the second step in the race, this is going to get some really fucking hard. Yeah. And that, that seemed dangerous enough, but yeah, it was just a bit of a, you know, mix, but you're right. It was based in something fun. I I like the first obstacle was just drive, just drive straight and we'll shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like just, that's the, that's the obstacle. And then go into a sun. I do. It's like, if you win, you win an incredible amount of money. But if you don't, you will either die or be in horrible, (laughs) horrible debt. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, space race, space race, space race. Your family will be thrust into poverty. (laughs) Yeah. Your, your ship that most of you use to like make a living will be destroyed it's all or nothing love well sold a house and i bought this ship yeah oh i've yeah. sold the house to pay for my entrance fee and then i've taken out a mortgage to better myself yeah <laughs> Woo! what if what if we come second do we still get nah yeah. nah yes yeah you may as well come last Poverty. Yeah. basically there's basically the space version of fast and furious and they're just racing for slips yeah. you know <laughs> but um 
turns out, I think the reason we were talking before about how, you know, the, the Daniel and, and O'Neill stuff was kind of, you know, secondary. We didn't really need it. Even with that, this episode came in six minutes short and they did those, um, the commentary bits, those mm. cartoon commentary, they were actually done after the fact. Oh, you can f- tell. Because they were six <laughs> Like, minutes they didn't short. have much prep time either, did they? So, could, yeah, can you imagine if it's like, you take you take out those commentaries. <laughs> no wonder there's so many. Yeah, you take out the commentaries, you take out Way the Daniel um, uh, Jack thing. And Carter's storyline's probably about 15 minutes worth of screen time. Like It was a pretty good way to fill in, but like commentary and make it a, make it this big race, not just the corporation mm. race, but the whole the whole um, collective uh, people get around it and like, yeah. oh, the big race, the big loop is, is and the cool up. filter with like you know the the scroll going along down the bottom and <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff. I just yeah, I, I found that was really really cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, this must have been bloody expensive them to film though, because that um... yeah they had to go to space, <laughs> <laughs> build force fields and shit. Well, no, that that Severus set like the ship. That was built on a gimbal. So, like, that whole thing, like, rocked. And that's why, like, Carter and Warwick literally had to, like... Oh, it actually moved. Seat belt in. The whole set, like, rocked back and forward and up and down. It was like a bloody simulator that they were in. Just sort of, nice. like, rocking around. Like Who directed this one? Uh, Andy Makita. Yeah. Did he do... He does the physical... The um, in-camera effects? Uh, no, that's Martin Wood. Martin Wood. Martin Wood does a lot of that in-camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonders and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Now, Andy Makita, I think, is like a like a lighting guy or a give me more Makita back Mac <laughs> oh god I haven't had that in a while um I kind of wish Brendan was here for this part because um don't lie <laughs> <laughs> well no because it's um you've had a boner the whole time he hasn't been here <laughs> <laughs> well no uh, just a, an ongoing kind of conversation that he and I have had about sort of Stargate logistics and stuff like that one thing I missed in this is we're giving the Hybridians or the Sakarians we're giving them a Stargate because mm. Jack's like Mr. Man who has the Stargate yeah so, yeah, I think it might have been the Hot Air Balloon people last year. What was that one? Memento? Memento. Yeah, Memento. <laughs> um, you know, when, when he was on about, you know, we should have a Stargate on the Prometheus and that kind of stuff. Yeah. We are, obviously, we do know how to reprogram Stargates to move them to different locations because we're going to give the, the Hybridians a Stargate. Yeah. Well, wouldn't the, um, wouldn't the DHD, wouldn't that, they probably, DHD would count it as Stellar Drift, maybe. Maybe. It's just, there's, I think there's always been this thing locked in the back of my brain from like the movie. And I think even Daniel does it at one point where he draws like a three-dimensional cube and then draws one symbol on each of the six. And he's like, if they're just symbols, I find, but they're constellations. So it's like mm. those six constellations have to be on those sides for that thing to work out. So mm. maybe as long as that Stargate is somewhere within that cube. Like you can move it a certain distance to within that cube. It'll still lock onto those six constellations. It takes some Samantha Carter mathematics to work it out. Surely, but... because then there's still that thing where it's like, if you go to say like Pluto or whatever, mm. they're not going to have the same constellations as us because they're at a different perspective. So like yeah. Orion's belt's not going to line up from that perspective or whatever. Or could yeah, be, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I think there's just that weird... You could probably use other constellations but that are maybe further away that are on the DHD I guess yeah and then sort of go make make your way around it and then obviously create a new address for that yeah and have to make sure that you're not Stargate using an address that already exists or something like yeah. that as well which yeah so and go through be... a sun or <laughs> yeah so which to me I always thought was going to be you need an Asgard or an ancient to sort of you know do that I didn't think we were capable of that but mm. Between the Tok'ra back in season four saying, well, we're taking our Stargate with us when we leave this planet and us beat it with this, uh, yeah, it must be readily available. So it kind of shifts the whole way that I think about 
sort of stargate as a whole mm. and how we can do that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I guess they haven't really explained it, right? They've yeah. just sort of done it sometimes. Yeah, I think it's and that classic sort of we spoke we about. It. We spoke about early on. It's like the movie in season one kind of use one set of rules and then they kind of lax on it. And yeah. The further the seasons go on and kind of revamp the way it's done. Yeah. Which is interesting. And the other thing I was disappointed about Brendan not being here for is I made something, but I think he's going to be the only one who will actually get the reference. Oh, we can skip it. That's no, no, no we've got to do it. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. <laughs> I was a bit worried for, this is purely for Brendan and anyone who knows this show, but I was a bit worried for Carter that this episode might end up in a very different place to where it started. Okay. If we use the gravity of the sun to slingshot us around back onto the course, we should be able to pick up enough speed to get back into the race. Brilliant. Yeah, no, blank stairs from you too. That's fine. You can bring it down. Oh, Battlestar Galactica. No. Oh, that's a good guess, but. Fastgate. Ah, uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, because that premise is the dude, like, slingshots around the sun and ends up in a different part of the galaxy. Spewing for you. Carter said slingshot. Yeah. That's what we did in uh, 20, uh, 2012, no, 2069, one of the one of the year ones. Slingshot around the sun and come back on oh, a Oh, that was using a, that was a solar flare in a wormhole. Or it was something. We slingshot around something. There was something. Was that tangent with the 301? We had to get close to it. Yeah, because it lost power. Yeah, and we were just, and Teal and O'Neill were drifting and then they had to get close. They had to use the. In. Um, had to use the rocket boosters on the missile to try and push yeah, them towards yeah. the sun so that they could slingshot around slingshot. it. I thought you were thinking about Apollo 13. <laughs> possibly was. Possibly I still remember was. that diagram that like Ed Harris drew up. Yeah. He's like, they're here. If they stop and turn back, they're going to lose power. If they keep going and slingshot around the moon, we're going to save fuel. Well, that's a smart plan, Ed Harris. So if they get into the orbit, do they, they have to use more fuel to get out of the orbit to slingshot back? Yes. Yeah. And because there's also different kinds of orbit too. There's like um, geosynchronous orbit and then there's... I can't remember the other one. But yeah, there's... Geoadosynchronous. <laughs> the, yeah, there's different layers of like... If you're in a certain orbit, you're you're spinning like in a straight line and position to something on the planet. You're at the exact same location like as it as it goes around. Like there's almost like an invisible right, of course, yeah. piece of strings. So, mm. you, so that, I'm pretty sure that's a geosynchronous because you're in sync with the geography. Because they did that with um, whatever they call that bloody machine that they, Spudnik, whatever it was, that they sent out to Pluto and beyond. Yeah. And they, they kept just getting in in orbit so they didn't have to use the fuel to go all the way out. They just kept getting in orbits and then thrusting out of orbit, getting the orbit of something oh, else. Don't say thrust. That's my favourite word, especially <laughs> orbit. Yeah. Thrust in your orbit. Oh, I love thrusting around that's your a, orbit. That's, that's a space move, if ever I've heard one. <laughs> Science, bitch. There is, we were talking earlier about uh, how early 2000s a lot of this was. I think you guys will get a bit of a laugh out of this. Something that... Um, I better. Something that Andy Makita was boasting about on the, uh, on the audio commentary. Beautiful new LG 30-inch LCD uh, uh, television set that we yeah. purchased specifically for this episode, which is... Very cool. Just this million-dollar production boasting about their 30-inch LCD TV that they bought. Not going to lie, state-of-the-art here, guys. State-of-the-art. <laughs> I mean, no expense was spared. We spent 10 grand on this 30-inch LCD LG TV. Bloody hell. <laughs> Is it 4K? Is it what now? Is it what? <laughs> what? So I'm like, yeah, that's probably the most 2003 thing in right. existence. I remember when I bought my... Me, with my own money, bought my first TV for my bedroom. 
oh geez what i don't know what year it was i was probably far too older than what i far older than i should have been and it was it was an lg and it was still like a big box tv big yeah. tube thing and it was a flat, flat screen was, <laughs> i think i want to say it was 65 centimeter LG flat screen something I had it so down pat like you asked for all the letters and numbers I was so happy about that TV oh my Christ I never wanted to give it up and then finally it died and I made a really cool video of me throwing it away at the dump and it was very sad but uh, oh yeah you're so proud because at the time it's like this might be the greatest TV on the Mm. market oh mate I remember when you Lincoln had those TVs with the with the built in VCR and I was oh. like, "Oh my God, technology!" It's what do you part mean? Part of the TV when we had that <laughs> would still be floating around at Mum and Dad's place. That somewhere. is That's literally brilliant. how I got introduced to Star Trek. Was watching it on one of the. It was maybe maybe thirty centimeters, maybe yeah. like a twelve or fifteen inch, you know, um, TV. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. nothing because it's all VCR. Inside. Yeah, I like, can't and afford to have too much TV. My, my parents owned a hardware store that I'd have to go to every school holidays because they both worked there. That's where I'd have to go. Yeah, right. And then, like in one of the back offices, it was there for like the old security camera, like if, the tapes. If you wanted to rewind oh, yeah. a tape and watch something, the security camera was there. And then next door to us was um, a video easy where you could rent videos. So I would oh, go there. Perla. Well, would you, why'd you want to be anywhere else? Right. So I'd go there <laughs> and I'd rent like four or five, you know, Star Trek VHSs. I'd go to the other side of the shop where there was like a shopping center and a food court. I'd go and buy a big thing of Chinese, sweet and sour pork and chicken chow mein every time. <laughs> uh, and then I'd just sit there and spend my, my high school holidays from ages of like 10 to 15, just watching Star Trek. Sensational. Wow. Yeah. Happy place. Holidays well spent. <laughs> yeah. I remember that the upgrade of those TVs came out and it was a DVD player inside. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> settle down, future. Okay, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> up until Let us about, catch up, please. <laughs> up until about four or five years ago, I still had the combo that was a DVD and VCR in one, like in one Mate. box. Oh, yeah. I know I joked about still having that tube thing before. I've got one of them in my boot right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> Downstairs, downstairs in my car. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. That thing's, that, that, yeah. that, I wish I still had so mine. So many uses. I wish I still had mine. Because yeah. um, I've got all my Trek on DVD, but I've also got all the originals on, on VHS. Mm. Still having big tubs, but I've got no way to watch them anymore. Yeah. Um, but I do like the new one that I've got now that has like the DVR built in with like the 500 gig hard drive that I can record live TV on. That's, that's convenient. Yes. And a little bit of trivia. Something that... Um, Brendan, I'm sure, would have gone off on in this episode, is the secretary, the chick on the front desk, the Mr. Hagen's office, please. Yeah, yeah. It's Robert C. Cooper's wife. Really? That's his wife in real life. Man, he must be rich. <laughs> <laughs> or he's got a very big wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I, I because this is a, it's a really bad audio commentary. This one, uh, Mrs. I, Cooper. I really had to push my way through it, but yeah, that's the only way I found out. Because it's, um, yeah, that's his wife. He nice. put her in. Hey, so we finally had a bit of character development for old Teal'c. Teal'c knows how to lie now. T, you coming? Major Carter has requested that I remain so that I may assist her. She I did. Get? Indeed. Right. Yes. Thank you. I do not wish to disappoint, Major Carter. Yes, I know the feeling. Stay in touch. I'm in your debt, Major Carter. Indeed. 
See, when that first started, I thought that he was worried about her. So he's like, oh, I'm going to stay back and protect her. Mm. Until he walked over and he goes, I'm in your debt. And I'm like, oh, shit. He just doesn't want to go do that political shit, man. That is great. I I paused it for a second. which was like, I've got to rattle my brain trying to think, when did Carter save him? What did she do? And I'm like, hang on a second. (laughs) Sneaky, (laughs) sneaky Jaffa. I even like the, uh, the inflected indeed. Yeah, <laughs> like he couldn't even pull that out the, the way that he usually does it. And then Carter throws an indeed at the end as well. As yeah. I'm in your debt, indeed. <laughs> well, have I got a job for you, big boy? <laughs> it's time, time for the get into gate, Harry Mailbag. Well, Vanessa Harris has got in touch with us on the Twitter. Oh, the Tweety Tweets. Uh, at vividly Vanessa. OMG, I was listening to Get Into Gate episode from 2017 when Stargate Origins was announced and one of the hosts said something like, as long as they don't wipe her memory at the end and I almost fell off my chair, was picturing the writer going, hey, that's a great idea. (laughs) And then Vanessa then comments on that and says, so Get Into Gate, I blame you now for Stargate Origins. Oh, (laughs) that's rough. yeah. <laughs> look, if Stargate Origins was my fault, I, I, I don't, I, look, I won't say that, that I'd kill myself, but look, <laughs> I would spend my life beneath the surface, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Thanks, Vanessa. Uh, Thank you, Vanessa. Sorry about that. Sorry about Origins. Yeah. But, I mean, that just shows how basic we are, which is how, not we, how basic Stargate Origins was, yeah. Origins was. we're like, well, if it's a mind wipe, that'd be ridiculous yeah. and Imagine pointless. Imagine if it was that apathetic. And it was. That was, yeah. the, that was uh, yeah. yeah. The only way it could have been worse is if it's like she just bumped her head and that's what gave her amnesia. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, probably yeah. very you close know, that happened. She, th- she gets thrown through the gate and bumps her head on a, on a rock on the way through and that's yeah. what gives her amnesia. General, you won't believe what I... <laughs> what you want? What Where do you mean I? what I want? Who oh, well, I guess we'll never know. I had a dream and you were there. And you were there. Exact same thing. The most amazing dream. And you were there. Uh, thanks, thanks, Vanessa, for thanks, making me. us think about Origins again. No, I appreciate it. Harvey, Harvey, that. Harvey Wilson has written in uh, a little bit of an email here. Hey, guys. I stumbled across Getting the Gate about six weeks ago. I've almost caught up after binge watching each day for seven, eight hours of work. There you go. He's hitting up the old YouTube channel that Brandon keeps up there. Brandon will love that. As much as I love having something so entertaining to listen to, I think you are trying to ruin my life. Oh, well, uh-oh. you know that's our that's our main aim on yeah, this podcast. Yeah. So that's our standing orders. Much like SG One standing orders to find you know alien technology. Our standing orders is ruin as many ruin, lives as possible. Lives as possible. Yeah. So we'll add you to the list there, old halves. Uh, <laughs> I destroyed my work laptop after spraying coffee all over it at the climax <laughs> of Maddie's tribute to Sharae in Forever and a Day. <laughs> Remember, he also actually, out of respect, used the same staff <laughs> plus. Out of respect, the IT department still hasn't forgiven me, but I have learned not to be fooled into thinking that even a touching tribute to a recently deceased character won't suddenly cause me to lose all self-control in front of an office full of people. But work. Was yet to come. I had a brief conversation with some colleagues on my way out of work a couple of weeks ago after another solid eight hours of getting the gate oh when one of them asked me what part of Australia I was from. Turns out I was unknowingly speaking with a slight Australian accent. Whoa. <laughs> I am now the subject of ridicule amongst my colleagues who insist on referring to me as the Aussie. 
Aussie, Aussie half. For Kiwis such as myself, being mistaken for an Australian oh. is a significant insult and everyone is making sure I don't forget it. Oh. I now only listen to Get Into Gate after work where the chance of accidentally humiliating myself further <laughs> is significantly less. Keep up the good work, guys. The podcast is awesome. Hope you do Atlantis too. And, uh, we're in uh. Brisbane and it is basically like Kiwi Land 2.0 over here. Like yeah. every second oh, person mate. here is a Kiwi. Yeah. My mum's actually dating a Kiwi and every now and then she will throw out a like uh, uh there'll be a Kiwi twang in something she yeah. says. Oh and choice it does yeah. my head in. Oh choice hush. It's a bugger. Bugger. Take her out for breakfast. Oh chur bro. Chur, chur. Bro. <laughs> Excuse me, Maddie, can you at least pass my jandals? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I would Oh, I don't want to know what I do with my mother. Oh, Harvey, that was like... Mr. Wilson. That sucks it doesn't work the other way because someone says we're a Kiwi and I'm like, mate, I wish. Kiwis like the best people. They live in the most beautiful bloody place in the world. Oh, shut mate. up, Mr. Lord of the Rings. No, mate, have you been to f***ing Queenstown, man? That is a nah, paradise. No, nah, I'm from Queensland, mate. I That's know. the only it Queen. Is, you know what? I... It is the greatest place in the world. But if you go anywhere, <laughs> I've always I love Brisbane. I love Queensland. I love Australia. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else than where I do. But if I did, it would be in the yeah. South Island South of New Zealand. They've Dude. got a they've got a Queenstown. We've got a whole Queensland, mate. I went to I went yeah. to Queenstown. I wasn't too impressed by it, but because everyone I hear goes, "Oh man, Queenstown's the best. It's so beautiful." But the reason I was talking to my wife and we kind of felt the same, whereas it's like Queenstown isn't as cracked up as everyone says it was. But it was because we spent two weeks touring the South Island before we got to Queenstown. Yeah. It was so much more beautiful yeah. than actual Queenstown. <laughs> we got there and we're like, this is disappointing. Cause really? Because the, the rest of the South Island is just like uh, ridiculously where's, spectacular. Um, where's the Sky Needle? Is that North or South Island? It's North. That's North, yeah, it's North. Um, yeah. See, I just, every, everyone that I know, like all my school friends that went over to New Zealand, all they would do is bang on about the Sky Needle. And I'm like, who gives a shit about mm-hmm. a fucking building? <laughs> so maybe that's why I give New Zealand a bit of a hard time because maybe it's, all these idiots going to the North Island instead of the South Island. Well, we went south, my wife and I. We did the two-week drive around as well. Yeah. And then we were on our way back to the airport in a cab. And the cabbie's asking us, you know, what we've been doing. And, and we try to be, we were trying to be nice, you know, and, and, and we're guests in your country. And we said, well, we've just done here for two weeks. Don't worry. We're going to come back and see the North Island too. And he sort of paused for a second and was like, no, if you've seen the South Island, you've seen New Zealand. <laughs> like, was he you know, South African, Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, my, my best mate is Kiwi. And I was like, yeah, I just got back from South Island. He's from South Island. And, he, and I said, hey, we're gonna, we want to go back to North Island, do more of the Maori stuff. And he goes, don't bother, man. <laughs> more crime up there. <laughs> That's crazy. Like when we drove around, we I don't know where we stayed the night before, but we, our next stop was Queenstown. And we left in the morning. And I reckon every 20 minutes I had to stop. I said, pull over. We've got to take a photo. This yeah. is the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in the world. Yeah. And I'm taking photos, panoramic shots, my old piece of shit iPhone what, 3 probably at the time. And you keep driving, keep driving. You're like, oh my God, the best place yeah. in the world. Oh, Dude, it's like every it half an the hour. Yeah. And then I, got new to, then I got to Queenstown. Terrain. And you see the Remarkables. And this is like mm, late October, early November. So ski season's over, but there's still snow in the mountains. It actually looked like you're in the Truman Show type thing. Because I'm like, that is not... That's not real. That's yeah. some kind of like backdrop. <laughs> this is too perfect. The water is amazing. I'm like, forget all those 12 places we have stuff. This yeah. is the most beautiful yeah. place in the world. No and then this, you take the no corner and like, oh my God, it's Rivendell. Oh. I, no, if you don't want to think that That's I stopped. North Island. When you drive from like one point at the north and we had to go like down to the west coast and sort of cut inland a little bit and you're driving along past these rivers with these, you know, like smooth bedrock little rivers in the middle of these, you know, very rich rainforesty type areas and I just, I stopped us at Sarah. I'm pretty sure this is in Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Oh, my God. Stop. I've got to get my Aragorn sword out. <laughs> so, 
if you are if you are listening and you are overseas, first of all, uh, a Kiwi getting called an Australian is like a Canadian getting called an American. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to don't want to be called that. Yeah. But also, if you haven't been to New Zealand and you're looking for a bloody good holiday, mm. definitely go over there. Well, they're, they're dollars cheap as well. So, <laughs> and we and we like to appropriate anything good. Like, you know, Russell oh, Crowe, yep. we'll nah, take him. he's Australian. Pavlova, yep. nah, that's Australian, Australian. Mm. Yep. you know, all that stuff. Some real true blue Aussies, Aussies we don't like. We've tried to make Pauline Hanson a Kiwi for years. You guys, just, <laughs> you guys won't take her. Probably a good, good choice, yeah, though. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I've got a tweety tweet here from, oh, Elliot Hetzer. He's gone the double up. He was, uh, he was in the mailbag last week. We've got a follow-up from him. He says, at Get Into Gate, just finished Ep 137 Orpheus in a month-long binge of the show, and now I don't know what to do with my day. I'm 99% sure that I heard someone singing Going Through the Motions from the Buffy musical at the beginning. Oh, what, gee, who was that? Was I wrong? <laughs> Look forward to the next episode. Thanks, guys. You have a very good ear, my friend, because I certainly was. I think Minch, every time Mitch says something about Going Through the Motions, it just pops into my head. <laughs> So I decided Classic. I'd just uh, hum away a little bit there. Oh, go Buffy. Boom. On Twitter, Lord Ambertron. Oh, the AT. Amber Westbrook, hashtag Timescape. Amber says, hey, get in the gate. What exactly is the URL for conversion.com? <laughs> My husband asked me to convert something and I instantly said, oh, I'll just jump onto conversion.com. <laughs> Not what I was looking for. I feel misled. <laughs> I haven't actually been on the website. Does yeah. anyone know what it is? I don't think it's I'm going to do it now. Let's find out. All right, let's do it. Let's okay. find out together. Because I normally, like I will, if I need to convert something, I will just type into Google convert, you know, pounds to yeah. kilos or whatever it is. Um, and then there's like a little thing there, but I've never actually been to a conversion.com. It's probably like a get into geek. Yeah. Is, is it trying to convert you to? Oh my God. That's <laughs> no, fine. Uh, and around at the mailbag, we've got an email here from Stuart Williams. He says, g'day guys. Stewie. Right, this is take two. Seems mm. seems I sent this to a hockey podcast the first time. Oh, what's that? Into autocorrected to the somehow. So there must be a, a podcast get, get out the there gate. called Get the Gate. Get the Gate. <laughs> a hockey podcast called Get the Gate. I don't watch hockey, so it's yeah. probably is makes it, sense if you're a hockey is fan. The, yeah, is the goal, is that the gate? I don't is know. The, that's is the that goal. the net? I don't know. Everything I know. <laughs> I guess about... I guess you wouldn't know anyway. You don't know sport. <laughs> yeah, I mean everything I know I know from uh, Emilio Estevez. Absolutely, so... <laughs> yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Mighty Ducks man, I swear, swear to God. God. Yeah. I mean if you I mean if you're gonna do a hockey podcast, obviously you call it the flying V. Obviously. On. Oh here we go. Also Maddie, I'm South Welsh. Good luck butchering my accent on this email. Yeah, go on. Oh, I don't know Welsh. I need to watch more Five Man Sam before I can do Welsh. <laughs> that's oh. South Welsh. Ray too. No, that's not it. <laughs> um <laughs> Anywho, since finding your podcast on the 14th, Saturday the 14th, that must be September, uh, I've binged up to The Other Guys, Season 6, Episode 8, for a total of 126 episodes, in- including Mailbag, Origins, plus specials, put the uh, and the Season <laughs> Recaps episodes in a little over two weeks. Jesus Christ. Is your brain broken? Are you... There, yeah, that's that's wrong. Get a life, Stewie. I can't even be in, I can't even be in my brain for that long. On Spotify, and at the time I originally sent this to that hockey podcast, <laughs> I'd listened to ninety eight eps in under nine days. He's hoping he broke Bloody a record. Hell. 
I have to say, lads, the two weeks have been nonstop laughing, especially when Maddie gets shafted into a box of shame. <laughs> <laughs> and Reese's review of Origins is perhaps the best review I have ever heard. Short and sharp, Stewie. That's how I like it. Yeah. Uh, I hope the box of shame comes back even once a while in future episodes. Getting him to admit how much dog shit Whedon's writing is is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, Enterprise. Oh, he slipped in a box of shame here, I think. Also, also, Enterprise is much, much better than I first thought after a rewatch. Oh, let's let's uh, let's I've, get that audio, Mitch, I've, if we can. Yeah, I put, think on he's put that in there just so that I would say it. <laughs> Season four is a bit dodgy, and they had to fit four planned seasons into one. And while the finale falls flat on its ass, it linked back to one of my favorite TNG episodes. Also, add one to the count, guys. So he's taking a that's one for himself as well. Okay, well this is this is for you then. That's one. Brilliant. Uh, also to add, Origins, like Universe, should never have been made. Oh, I think that's a bit rough on Universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Bre- I Brendan would agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'd take 10 episodes of The Light. No, no one would. Or Stargate Atlantis's Tabula Rasa, uh, or even Next Generation's Sub Rosa. If you thought Orlin was rapey, my God, TNG did it first and far worse. <laughs> I don't know that episode. Well, that's two, Stewie. Uh, would this be... Oh, he just says, would this be add another one? <laughs> uh, over Origins every day of the week. Anyway, thanks for reading my ramblings and making me all nostalgic for a series I watched as a kid. Thank you, Stuart. Oh, that's Bob the Mime. Bob the Mime. On Patreon. Boom. Stewie's Bob the Mime. Well done, buddy. Stewie must be what his name is when he can talk. Yeah. Well, there's not something in his mouth and he's got a mime. Oh, we've all been there. Oh. wonder where Stewie's from. He's South Welsh. Of course. You said that, didn't you? <laughs> I didn't. See if I'd done the accent. Yeah, I would have remembered. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's my fault. That's my fault. <laughs> oh, it's time to find out oh, if Reese has been, been paying, paying attention. attention. God damn it. Here we go. The fill in back for another week. Oh, I thought I got away for it. No, I understand right. why Brendan Winge is about this. Trying to write episodes during the. Trying to write questions during the episode is more difficult than I thought. I'll have to give him some slack. Oh, stop whinging, Matty. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Five questions. They're all gimmies. Short answer. <laughs> 30 seconds. Your time starts at the end of the first question. Are you ready on the buttons, Mitchell? Sure am, buddy. Little fiddle fingers. Name the alien company that owns everything. Techcon. Correct. Uh, who is Mr. Man who has the Stargate? Oh, that's the uh, the the big the the big wig. <laughs> In, uh, okay, uh, Jarleth? No, oh, no, that's the uh, name. Guy. Name Warwick's brother. Amon, e- Amon. I'll take that. Emon. Correct. Uh, what did Carter get out of the race? Oh, uh, technology. I'll take that. Uh, and who won the race? Oh, that chick. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Man Who Has the Stargate was O'Neill. Remember, he says to the chick, he says, tell him Mr. Man Who Has the Stargate is here, referring to himself. Oh, that was a shit question, Matty. Uh, <laughs> uh, name Warwick's brother was Eamon, but I took uh, whatever you said. Uh, Ivan, whatever. Uh, what did Carter get out of the race? It was an ion drive. So I'll take that as technology. Of course, it's technology. Yeah. Jeez, that wouldn't fly on Brennan's watch. I know. Well, it's only because he got the others wrong. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no way. And the final one, who won the race was Lael Montrose. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. That pivotal character to the show. Uh, when they when they were going through, when that TV screen came up, 
and they go, oh, it's it's this guy, bloody Jarlath. And I'm like, oh, I'll write mm. that name down. And then, oh, and this guy. And I'm yeah, like, are oh, they doing another one? Oh, and this one, and this one. I'm like, I'm not writing all those <laughs> names down. <laughs> Waste of time. Oh, brilliant. So unfortunately, Reese. Yeah, f- your father made you wrong. You stupid son of a bitch. I'm going uh, yeah. to get my mate, Corinne Nemec, to bloody do me up. Corky. Oh, you could get him on, um, what's that thing now? It's like Air Tasker for celebrities. What's it called? <laughs> Where they give you a shout out. You pay them and they give you a shout out. You know, what's it called? Um, oh, it's, um, it's, uh, uh balloon. This or... way? This way? <laughs> <laughs> Is that not right? Bishwad.com. Bishwad.com. Hey, where's that segment gone? Yeah. Oh, Can't say I miss it, but I'm just yeah, wondering. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm writing questions, guys. I've, I've got to fill in two roles here. So yeah, you can't write time. reviews as well. Yeah. But no, that website is you can like you can pay people for like a shout out. So you could literally, you could pay Corky like 20 bucks and he will write some questions for you and film it. And we, that's, we should do that. We no, should. I just want him to tell me that my father made me write. Oh, we could get him to do that as well. That'd be good. Let's do that. Just comes he's like, hey, Reese, f- Daniel. <laughs> yeah. This is okay, what Daniel says. And by the, power, by the power of my father's crest ring, your father made you right. <laughs> <laughs> That's episode 141 of Get Into Gate Space Race. We'll catch you back next weekend for more Stargate SG-1 action. In the meantime, you can catch up on all of our old podcasts. If you are new to the show, just search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcasting outlet hit us up on the socials facebook twitter and instagram and a stargate podcast and if you want to get into the gate space race by all means if you want an entry into our space race jump on to patreon.com forward slash get into gate like you're racing through space just like a couple of newbies here nicola quickenden Oh, yeah, nice. That's, that's why Maddie right. didn't want to read these out. Quick and then. Yeah. Quick and Bo- then. I'm going to call him Bobby. What? Says Robert, but I'm going to go Bobby. Bobby. You know, Bobby Manor. I hate that when people do oh, that to like Robert absolutely. De Niro and they're like, oh, yeah, Robert De Niro, my mate Bobby. Yeah, well, that's like, apparently what Bob you do. If you know him, you can call him yeah, Bobby. Yeah, you can call him yeah. Bobby De Niro. He's Bobby, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tyson Briner. Oh, that's a wrestler's name. Yeah, it's a he, rough that's, name. It's tough. That is a world champion wrestler. And this one, this is my Danny. This is Dan Beggs. Beggsy. Beggs. Danny oh, Beggs. Begging for it. Danny Beggs. Oh, Danny's begging. You've got to be Irish. Yeah. Danny Beggs. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the team. Thank you for taking some of the blame. <laughs> uh, all of it, if you read the fine print. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's in the fine, uh, the fine print as well. Read between the lines, guys. <laughs> I'm Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie, where you at? Uh, at High Pitch Maddie. Reese. I'm at the Flying Gibson. And hey, it worked last week. Let's do it again if you would like to send uh, Dr. Weir gifts, pictures, <laughs> anything you've got going on to at the Bren Gibson. Uh, he'll only come back uh, mm. when uh, you run out of those. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, let's let's expand it too. Like, um, if you find a picture of Dr. Weir on Instagram, mm. just tag him. Tag yes. him in the photo. Oh, absolutely. Mm. That'd be a great one. Yeah. Go onto her Instagram page and just comment Tori at the Brent Gibson yeah. on every picture that she's got up. Oh, yeah. totally. Fantastic. No, well, even, yeah, and then and then tag in the photo because you've got to go in to like untag yourself from the photo, which That's is a right. whole other thing as well. We haven't yeah. actually told people where Brendan is, have we? He's we getting know? a penis extension. Mm. Oh, yeah. Long overdue, three, three weeks recovery. <laughs> Long overdue. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he had kids, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> And after that extension, he'll be a solid four and a half inches. <laughs> uh, feels so much less pressure pat- bagging me out when he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> My like... self-esteem is through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week for... What's it called? What are we back for? Oh, Mitchell, come on now. Oh, oh shut up. Yeah, okay, I'll just see what it is. Yeah, Where Avenger 2.0. Oh, Avenger 2.0. Correlation between anything. Anyway, Avenger 2.0. Catch, catch you. Uh, never heard of it. Sweet, never heard of it. Yeah, what's an Avenger? Start game. Get into Geek.